Awesome. So, welcome to the highly caffeinated fitness weigh-in. <laughs> what a pun. Um, our first podcast. Shona, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, good. Um, we've obviously been pestered for a while to do a podcast, so we finally decided to do one. Um, it's a mouthful. The title will probably change because I can't be <laughs> fucked saying that every week um, <laughs> and also this is an explicit lyrics uh, there will be some swearing um, so yeah so we got some questions fired in um, and I think the first one that we'll start with is how did we meet and when oh did somebody ask that yep oh that's nice yes I've unfortunately known Andy far too long far far too long um, gosh, it must have been back in 2000 and... I want to say 2014, maybe. Must be, because we've been here in the studio for five years, six years. Maybe longer than oh, that. Maybe, longer maybe, than ten, that. maybe ten years we've known each other, because we're what? Here four years. What the fuck? Yep, That's been ten a long years. time. Yeah, so, well, Andy's more like a brother to me, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, pesters me like a brother, annoys me... Puts me in my place when I've been a bitch. Um, yeah, That's not everything a brother often. should do. It's <laughs> not very often. You're not. You're not that much of a bitch. Um, I think you need to put me in my place more than that. So, yes. So now we've known each other for a for a long time, and it was through a mutual friend. In fact, two mutual friends. First was Tom Wright and Emma. Funnily oh, enough. Yes. So we ended up training together up at a bodybuilding gym in Edinburgh, um, and yeah, from there. You were working at the Carlton Hotel. Yes, and I was. You were hating life. You didn't uh, enjoy it at all. Life and life, lifeguards slash kind of fitness instructor, and then you asked if you wanted a chat about going self-employed. And after that, obviously, we are ten years further down the line. You're self-employed and running a pretty six or successful businesses with yes. your training, your online stuff, and your massage. Never have to test the pH of chlorine again. I know that's <laughs> the biggest pile of horseshit known to man, isn't it? Really? But yeah, so no, we've known each other for a fair while, and it's like basically brother sister relationship. Um, yeah, we punch lumps at each other, we abuse each other, <laughs> and yeah, get together at Christmas. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, so we fired up, uh, obviously we fired up some posts both on our social media about questions, so we're going to run through some of them. We might not get through all of them today, but it means that we've got a second episode already ready to go, yes. which is good. So first up, creatine. Oh man. <sighs> If I got a pound for every time somebody asked that question as well, I'd probably be a millionaire by now. Yeah, you wouldn't be working. We would never have to work. Again. I would have to do this we podcast. Have, we would have to do this. <laughs> exactly. So creatine, basically, keeping things simple with creatine, you can get it in capsules, gummy forms, or powders. To be fair, the cheapest version of getting it is in the powder, creatine monohydrate, three to five grams per day for life. And that's really all you need to know. Apart from the fact it obviously has some fantastic benefits with helping aid lean muscle building, um, potential endurance benefits, but also some real interesting cognitive studies have come up as well recently with um, helping towards cognitive function as well. Yeah, I think creatine's a personal... It's personal to you whether you see benefits on it or not. Um, I've had various clients who have tried it, they like it. And then I've had other clients who maybe haven't uh, agreed with the supplement as much. They found water retention in the body, which 
nobody really likes feeling puffy and bloated. Um, so it's really a trial and error supplement, I would say. Yeah, I think it's it's also one of those ones where you kind of need to change people's kind of viewpoints around it as well, isn't it? Because creatine obviously pulls muscle uh, water into the muscle cell, which makes you look fuller. Whereas a lot of people think that you end up looking fluffy when in actual fact it's the water's in the muscle so it's kind of trying to get that mindset break around it to, to actually see rather than looking at the scale weight look at how you're looking in the mirror because for a lot of people it does help but again there are people who don't respond to it and i don't think i'm much of a responder to creatine i've tried it and i don't really notice anything no, um, I'm the same. I but maybe that's because I didn't do take it for long enough. Um, maybe I didn't um, adhere to. Maybe it was missing one or two days here and there. Because it's one of those ones with supplements. You know what it's like with supplements. Like you'll have a day where you have a week where you do take your supplements routinely every yep. day, and then one week where you're like, I can't be arsed. I'm going holiday and yep. don't do it for four days. So you probably wouldn't get the same benefits if you sort of kind of um, flooded this flooded the job with it across a course of weeks. But, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so it's um, creatine's creatine is the um the bane of our life but it's also a fantastic supplement it's probably the most researched one so yeah creatine monohydrate powder form three to five grams per day no loading phase just get stuck in straight about it yes core training how do you put core training into your training at your training sessions um so well basically with, with the majority of my client base uh core training is an essential part of the body that you need to have uh, well disciplined however you'll notice that uh, all the exercise movements that you do incorporate some form of another um, a core movement so you know deadlifting for example you have to have a strong base otherwise you would crumble <laughs> on top of the bar squatting for example you need to have a strong base a strong core otherwise again you're going to crumble under the bar so all of these movements incorporate your core muscles at some point or another so what i say to my clients is at the end of the session when you've already activated these particular muscle groups it's quite good to then fatigue it further by doing an additional isolation movement that works that particular muscle group i suppose like anything though isn't it it's that sort of age-old one where people you read in a magazine that get amazing arms by doing no direct arm work yeah, yes. things like you know yes you get your your arms will come into play with pressing movements with pulling movements um but if you want to get better arms, you need to do direct arm work, and it's the same with abdominals. If you want a, if you want the the archetypal six or eight pack, mm -hmm. you need to train for that as well. Yeah. And obviously, you still have that myth of you know abs are built in the kitchen. No, they're not. <laughs> abs are built in the gym, built and they're gym. uncovered. They're uncovered in the kitchen. I um, try. I know it's it's funny, isn't it? You don't want to insult your clients when they say, "I, I want, I want the six pack," and I, I don't. I don't even really know how to say to them. We can build a six pack, however, we need to trim away a couple of layers in yep. order to get underneath it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it though, isn't it? It's one of those ones where everybody, it, sometimes it's, you know what it's like working with clients. There's so many different clients and so many different goals that you'll have some people who are willing to put the effort in to, to tidy up and, and, and un unveil their abs. But for a lot of people, it actually doesn't, it doesn't, um, 
tie into their life no. you know having having that discipline on your diet when you potentially work away from home monday to friday and you don't have the sort of the control over your food that you that, that you could have um yes you can get better abs and you can start to see them but if you're wanting a really chiseled six pack yeah it's going to take a lot more than just sort of the 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 sort of thought processes behind that one yeah but definitely yeah, but it's always very interesting when it comes to that kind of stuff. There's yes. so many different myths and so many different things that kind of pop up. Um, oh, good one. So this one's from Scott. I remember this one. Does the industry look differently towards males and females? Oh, oh, that is a really good question. I like that. It's a good question, and it's you can look at it from a few different angles as well. Yeah, what's your view on that? Um, so for me, I think that um, obviously I'm an old bastard uh, and I've been in the yes he is by the way I'm extremely young compared yeah. to him <laughs> and I've been in the industry for a long time and when I first started females in the in the fitness industry were basically just class instructors wearing lycra jumping around doing aerobics nothing wrong with that bring back the socks bring back the socks the, 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 the leg warmer the leg warmers and the, head, <laughs> and the headbands but that's that's fortunately has changed with the amount of education that you have available at your fingertips and there are some fantastic female um, coaches out there. Obviously, we know Emma. We work with Emma, Catherine, and Shona. Show yourself. You know you're you're somebody that a lot of females getting into the fitness industry could and should look up to and see the the, the sort of the what you're doing and how you've um, come through the come through the fitness industry. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think this is going to be really controversial. I think it's a lot easier to build a social media presence if you're female than it is if you're male. Absolutely, 100%. I would agree with you on that. I would, and I have no issues saying that it's, it. well, let's, let's put this for here, for example. It's very easy for me to get 10 to 20 followers if I put my ass on display on Instagram in comparison to Andy puts his ass on display. I lose, 10, <laughs> I, I lose about 300. You know, I could put up something that is... Yeah, a little bit provocative. I don't know, maybe if you say that. But, you know, it's, oh, build glutes, do this, do that. And, yeah, it probably is going to get a little bit more following than if you were to do it. But I'd also say, I'd also, I would then obviously sit on that one and say that doesn't go, I'm not using that as a denigration of female coaches. Like, that's, you're you're using a selling tool. Brilliant, great, do it. Yeah. Like, just because you're showing your butt doesn't mean that you're, that you don't have any knowledge. I think that's one of those yeah. ones because there are plenty of guys out there who have got great abs who are thick as shit and it's as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it I goes do, both ways. I do wonder as well, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence with this one as well. I wonder if, uh, if you're a female working in the industry, the fitness industry, are you less likely to get male clients because you're a female? I, I do feel like if a man wants to build a stronger, bigger physique, are, are they more likely to approach a male PT, possibly, but I also I also think as well. I think if I also think as well for for men who aren't coaches but are wanting to get in the fitness industry, we all have ego and we'd rather do it ourselves and not, <laughs> and not pay for it because we're not that. Whereas every it's interesting because like obviously I've worked with like so many females across my my career and they're always wanting to learn. They want to know more, they want to understand better, they want to educate themselves. Whereas a bloke kind of, most blokes are like, oh, I know everything. 
So okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's very true. But I think it's um, I think it would be it, it's about finding your niche, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And it's um, well, I would definitely say then, yeah, that females probably have a lack of confidence in comparison to the males. Then absolutely, in I the would say industry. that because you do see it in the gym. It might be a stereotype, but more often than not, when you look in the gym a male will push their boundaries and lift more than maybe what they're capable of. A woman will step back and lift less than what they're capable of. Yeah, I think that goes in life though as well, isn't it? You know, we, we have, you know, um, obviously my wife is one of your best friends and yes. she's she changed her she changed her job um, but didn't really want to because she didn't feel like she was qualified for it. Whereas most blokes would just be like, fuck like, it. I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what this job entails but I'm going to go for it and if I get it I can learn on the job but you know we discuss that quite regularly with Emma on the ESG podcast as well about the fact that you know females are much more thought thinking about these things whereas blokes are like fuck it what happened what, what if what's the worst that can happen yeah so but it's um it's an interesting one it's a good it's a, it's a good question but I think it's um the industry's definitely opened up really well with a whole host of very good both male and female coaches yeah. um, and it's about um, I think the, the the defining factor is about whether or not you want to be in the industry well that's true you'll go out and you'll find education like how many courses how many different education courses have you done this year oh I've done so many so many especially on injuries as well actually yeah so injuries you know yeah. your own, the stuff that you've been working with online you know you, you, you keep forwarding your own your own knowledge yeah. I think Males are very unlikely to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit in the opposite. I like learning, and especially because it's now something that I love doing. I like to learn, and I want to know more. So I'm quite happy to go and invest in these things. It's the same things about like investing in a coach as well. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, a female would probably, I'm, I'm um, um, sort of personal experience. A female will be more likely to invest in a coach because they want to learn and understand. Yes. Whereas a bloke kind of just goes, I know what I'm talking. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. And I'm just going to just go and crack on. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, um, I think that question's answered. Yeah. Uh, next one up, you can kick this one. What would you do differently if you started all over again? What would I do differently? That's a good question. I wouldn't fuck my knee. <laughs> oh, 100%. Oh my god, I wouldn't play hockey for a start. Fuck. Um, yeah, no, I do you know, I don't. I can't necessarily say that I would do much differently, to be honest with you. Um, I would still go to university, do the degree that I chose to do. Um, It set me up nicely for the industry now that that I now work in. Um, The courses that I've done since university as well, I I wouldn't change much of them either. To be honest with you, actually, I I wish I had got a coach sooner. Mm -hmm. I have an online coach. at the minute, a mentor, shall I say, sorry, a business mentor. And I wish I'd done that sooner because the degree I had didn't specifically set me up for starting my own business. I had to learn that through the Princess Trust. They helped me a lot, so they put me through a couple of courses to help me with bookkeeping, etc., accounts. But I think it would have been more beneficial for me to have gotten a business coach earlier on in my career, I think. Mm. I think you're right. I think, um, well... Did I take anything from high school? Did I fuck? You, did, you, trig- you didn't use Pythagoras? Tri- no. What? <laughs> tri- 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 trigonometry comes in really handy when you're squat. Oh. It probably does, and an engineer will probably point it, point out that I'm wrong on that one. But the stuff that I probably could have done help with was my t- 
tax, how to do a tax return, how to do all these shitty life admin things that they don't actually teach you, um, rather than whapping about fucking Romeo and Juliet and what a fucking cumulonimbus cloud is. I learned how to make a crack in Victoria's sponge though. And you also learned Chinese or Mandarin. Oh yeah, I did so, Mandarin as well. So yeah, so Shona's <laughs> special talent is she speaks Mandarin. My special talent is, is that I play, I'm a pianist and that's pianist, piano, not penis. He's 100% a penis. Well, that as well. <laughs> um, as for what I would do differently, I don't, it's amazing looking back because you've got hindsight. Um, I, uh, I'm, sitting in a pretty I feel like I'm in a pretty good place at the moment um, would I like if I could go back and change something that I would like I would like to go back and potentially see if I had the opportunity to get a, a contract playing football I think that would have been interesting oh, that been I don't interesting. think I'd have been I don't think I'd have been sitting and making thousands and thousands of pounds a week but it would have been nice to be able to see if, if I could have got it you from wouldn't that. have met Laura she would have been interested in you yeah, exactly. she's rugby, rugby exactly. through and through Exactly, but as I say, you know, that's that's looking back, and you know, I have, you know, uh, my life's my life's pretty. I love my life at the moment. You know, I've got a beautiful wife, a beautiful dog. I've got some amazing colleagues that I work alongside. Um, so yeah, I don't think I would. I don't bar probably learning more, like yeah. the more educational stuff earlier on, because there wasn't when I started. There wasn't the same amount of educational stuff around. You had your general level two, level three PT, which, yes. to be fair, like a fucking a trained a trained chimpanzee could probably pass that stuff because yeah. it's not difficult. Actually, even well, it's not that massive an age gap to me, and Andy, but there's there's ten years. Yeah. Uh, even the ten years between there, there's been so much more available. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When I was learning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I think um, you know, I think it would have been actually. Do you know what? At school, it would have been nice to have had a clear view. To what I wanted to do. Oh yes. That's probably the only thing I would say. The age-old question: What do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah, I want uh, to be an astronaut. <laughs> You're a fucking space cadet. Don't know about an astronaut, pal. Um, but yeah, no, I think stuff like that would be. That's I always like those kind of questions because it kind of makes you think a bit, a little bit differently, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, on to our next one. Your favourite training split. Oh, do you know I I'm always been a lover of the upper lower body split. Nice. I just, I, my, my legs are goosed after any lower body session. It needs at least one or two days to recover. Um, but I understand that not everybody enjoys that. They like doing full body every day. But for me personally, because I want growth and I want the muscle development, um, I need to have that rest so I can get the muscle, muscle accumulation that I want. Yeah. Um, I'm age old bro split. I fucking love oh, it. I love a bro split. I love a leg day. I love a chest and shoulder day. Just I love a Mondays. back day. I think, oh no, it's legs on a Monday. Oh, That's legs, on a legs Monday. Monday. Oh, chest you're not quite che- that bro, chest then. Tuesday. Chest Tuesday. Okay. But yeah, I love a bro split. It's just it's something that I've always enjoyed training that way. And again, having worked with a coach, um, working with um, the late John Meadows, um, his bro splits were fucking epic. And I still use his programs now. You know, they're, I'm currently doing one for prepping for holiday, and absolutely love it. It's great just to great to have work off somebody else's program and not have to think about your own stuff. But a bro, yeah. bro split for me is that's that's my my be all and end all of training. I think. Yeah, always loved it. Um, balancing cardio versus strength, the forever chasing of the holy grail. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. 
I mean, I, my, 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 initial, my initial question that I ask all clients is, do you enjoy doing cardio? Cardi no! It's Cardi no! Because if you tell me you don't enjoy it, I'm not going to give you it because the, the chances of you sticking with it um, and persevering and doing it is very, very slim. So, yeah, I mean, I think you could do strength-based exercises at particular rep ranges, which will put your cardiovascular system into a good position. Because, um, I mean, uh, how often do you and I run? Uh, if you see me running, you better be faster than me because something's chasing me and we are going to die. It's as simple as that. It's either that or if there's a person with a football that I can either kick or stick the ball in the back of the net, that's probably the other type. But I think it's just, yeah. you're, exactly, you're, you're right though, I think it's that fine line of if you're running a marathon, you're going to have to do cardio. Yeah. It's as simple as that. If you are physically, if you're wanting to build a physique, we're probably not going to do as much cardio as you expect. And no. we also have a, still a host of people, and I'm not, this isn't, again, this isn't male or female, this is across the board. You know, I tra- we train in a lot of different gyms. There are so many cardio bunnies. Like yes. cardio bunnies... If you enjoy cardio, great. I have no issues with that whatsoever. It's not yeah. my cup of tea. I I enjoy short, sharp hit stuff. So I've been incorporating some things like I've actually been incorporating stuff like skier, rowing sprints, um, sled pushes, yeah. stuff like that because I find it short and sharp, and it's not taking three and th- fucking sixty yeah. minutes to run ten k exactly. or whatever it is. But like. You also got to look at, I suppose, as well, in your kind of your low intensity stuff. Like I do, probably minimum twelve thousand steps a day with the dog. Yes. Probably closing in at fifteen when I start to tidy up my diet, um, and the dog loves it, and it's nice. It's a bit of meditation time as well. It's time away, time to get away from breakout work, um, away from thought processes. Yeah, so. I think you probably need to address your health as well. So. If, for example, a client came to me and they had a resting heart rate of 120 beats per minute, I'd be like, oh shit, we need to address something here. Uh, and that might be incorporating some cardio just to help with the heart health. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, your health is the number one thing that we want to look after first. Even yeah. if you want to have a, an amazing body composition. So <laughs> actually something, having I did, one of the courses I did this year was with Dave Crosland about... Um, like performance enhancers and it's the one thing that people miss out on that are because we know how many folk take stuff in the gym nowadays yeah, it's pretty is common. they don't do high intensity cardio which is one of the yes. things that can be the defining factor on how things are, are, are how you can keep yourself tip top yeah. and I'm not saying that it's healthy I'm never I'll never say that but you can there are steps that you can use to yeah. help offset these things and high intensity cardio is one of them. Yeah. So it definitely has its place. That's interesting though, because how many steps do you do a day then, roughly, with the dog? Averaging, I probably average fifteen thousand a day. So that's that's an interesting one as well then. So he does fifteen thousand. I average. You'd probably be shocked here about five thousand a day. So I'll do things like. 15-20 minutes of ball slams uh, and rowing to compensate for that drop in expenditure that I don't get from my steps mm. um, because it's far too cold outside and I don't want to walk in the cold but you've also got you've got, <laughs> you've got rain nodes, so like you go out in the cold and your hands go like blue so whereas I'm the opposite I go outside oh, and my dear. hands start to heat up it's like a friggin yeah. radiator so like there's there's always different ways to get around this kind of stuff, but like a lot of it is about the enjoyment factor as well. If you enjoy cardio, you, why would you take it out? You know, yeah, no, yeah, if, that's true. If you know, I 
I'm not that massive a big fan of it, so I don't really put it in, but I'll find my cardiovascular work elsewhere. We also have to remember as well that strength work also works your heart rate too. So, you know, you're chucking around heavy weights above the head or deadlifting or squatting, your heart rate's going up and having to recover quickly because you're maximally lifting with good technique, hopefully, um, and your heart rate needs to, your heart needs to work to be able to get to that. So, yeah, yeah, it makes it nice and interesting. It does. Who benches more? (laughs) Uh, was that Danny that asked? That's that? Danny that asked. Right, that okay, yeah. Um, Who benches more? What's your 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 maximal bench was a hundred kilos at sixty five kilo body weight? Yeah, so I need to work out what the so if we're going by mass to weight ratio. You've probably got it. <laughs> I got my top bench is a hundred one eighty ninety five. Oh, that's too much math. I can't uh, do that. Somebody can message us and let us know what that one is. This is when the maths would have been beneficial oh, from fuck. school. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Ha- Halland. Uh, Mr. Harland. Mr. Harland, he's a footballer. Mr. Harland, I should really have spent a bit more time at, um, in maths rather than um, skipping it and going home. Um, we've got four questions. Let's just get them nailed down. Diet variety without um, without sacrificing like your nutritional components, so like hitting your calories and your protein. How do you bring in diet variety? Uh, do you know what? I suppose it'd be hypocritical of me to say that I have a massive variety when I do eat pretty much the same things for lunch every day. But it's only because I enjoy that food. I love the food that I eat for lunch. So I do tend to have the same lunch every day. However, I love a bit of variety for my dinners. Um, I like to make sure I get a little bit of um, variety in terms of the meats that I have. So I get my chicken. Uh, I'll have steak at least twice a week for my iron intake because I've got quite low iron anyway. Um, and I like to get my essential oils and things from fishes. Oily, oily fish. Fishes. Fishes. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm the same as you. I like routine. It means I know what I'm prepping. It means I know what my calories are day to day. However, you, like, obviously having seen your your food, you've, you've always packed, you've always packed with greenery, with greens and stuff. Yes. So your diet variety comes from there. But I'm the same. I, my meal, first two or three meals of the day are generally the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And at night time, which is the one that obviously you spend with Danny, I spend with Laura, that'll be the one that we probably do a bit more variety in, so change up. So last night we had fajitas, so loads of red onion, loads of shallots, loads of shallots. That's very fancy. The posh onion. Um, And then loads of peppers and stuff. But yeah, just a lot of that as well is just coming down to planning and prepping. It is. I'm I'm a massive fan of colour. I like a bit of colour on my plate. If there's loads of vegetables chopped up and things, I feel good. I feel good. Always a good plan. A couple of nice ones here. What to do with elbow pain and lifting? Um, yes. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop pushing. Uh, do you know, you probably got, it depends which one you have. You could have medial epicondylitis or lateral epicondylitis. Um, depends which side of the elbow is painful, but it's a repetitive strain movement. So if you're doing something, not even just in the gym, but something throughout the day at work that is causing Blanking. that. I was trying not to say that. <laughs> Fucking you, was going to say that. I was going for Sparkies, joiners. He's like, nah, just your day-to-day wanking. <laughs> um, oh, dear. So, yeah, to avoid further pain, you need to avoid... Stop wanking. Avoid... <laughs> You'll also go blind. <laughs> Oh dear. 
Straight yeah. face, straight face. You need to um, avoid doing the repetitive strain that's causing it discomfort. If you're in the gym, um, you might want to actually invest in some wraps. Oh, you can drop your wraps in here. Oh, go, yeah, yeah. go. Lifting straps. <laughs> Lifting straps, yeah. Takes away a lot of, I think a lot of people get elbow pain when they're over gripping or, yeah. and they can't handle the amount of weight that they're shifting through a grip. I do, I definitely do. So elbow then, it takes a lot of, bit of, it takes a lot of um, pressure from that kind of stuff. So a set of lifting straps are always handy. Um, I have my own brand, uh, Edim, uh, Pack Performance. Um, you can ping me on social media if you want uh, any more info on them. But they're very handy. Um, probably one of the first bits of kit in my training bag, to be fair. Yeah, I see um, them everywhere. And yeah, like you, yeah. you know, I'll be away, be away over Christmas. I'll, mine's will be in my, my bag when we're away um, so that I can I can use them when I'm training. Um, and yeah, I think um, also, I think something like, obviously Shona does a lot of uh, injury diagnosis and sort of like manual therapy, like sort of sports massage and um, needling and stuff like that. And I think something like this, people need to understand that it's, it's like having a car. You need to get MOT'd regularly. Yep. And I think... Keeping on top of that is really, it's like paramount to your health. Like, even if you don't train fat, I'm not saying you need to train five days a week, but if you, even if you train two days a week, but you've got a sedentary job sitting at a desk, you still need to go and see somebody about things like postural stuff, you know, go and get a massage and get your knots ironed out your neck because, yeah. you know, we all sit, so many of us sit at desks. We don't, but we currently are at the moment because we're obviously yeah. recording a podcast. But, you know, having somebody, this is why we have black books of other coaches or other um, other people that we need to do. So if I have anybody that comes to me, like, oh, I need to, I need some injury diagnosis or I need massage, Shona's the first person I'll speak to because yeah. she's exactly what, I, I don't do that and I'm not, that's, I'm not what I'm qualified for. So I'll outsource to that. And it's the same thing. If somebody wanted, you know, powerlifting, I would probably say to them, go around and see the boys around the back in the gym around the back at ATS. They, they're powerlifters. They'll, they'll help you with that stuff. Mm. And I think being a coach, you need to be more confident about outsourcing stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would agree with that as well, actually. I'm uh, quite happy if someone has eating disorders to, you know, that's not my area of expertise. No, nah, it's, you know... It's just not. It's not our area of expertise. We're not counsellors or therapists. They, they, for, for certain things, people need more help and more professional help than what we are qualified for. Yeah. yeah well, that was a bit of a... Went from mm, wanking to fucking wow. real, real deep. <laughs> um, is Andy growing a top knot? <laughs> no, he is not growing a top knot. Um, I've just grown my hair long. Um, and then the last one, returning from knee injury, which yeah. is probably a good one for both of us. It's very applicable for us, actually. We've got two knees between us. Uh, is it the same one? <laughs> Yours, mine's is right. Mine's left, right, okay, so yeah. So two... we've both fucked either leg. That's it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, returning from knee injury, yep. So you want to try and get back to fitness as, as quickly as possible, to be honest, because you want to strengthen the structure of the knee. Um, it is holding your body up, after all. Um, but yeah, I would definitely start off with some unilateral work because you're going to have an imbalance regardless of how far on you are with your rehabilitation. Um, and it's important to try and get, for example, if it was an injured left knee, back up to where the strength of the right knee is. Yeah, totally. And again, going back to the last question, or not the, the top not question, but the one before that, having somebody around physio, sports master, sports therapist to help you with little niggles that you may find. Um, have I was extremely lucky when I had my knee operation. I had Shona 
them there. I had uh, one of my friends, Mary, who's a, a, a physio who works with or worked with the Scottish rugby team, etc. at the time. So I was very lucky after my knee reconstruction to have these people around me. And I think understanding that, you know, when you get coming back from any form of injury, trying and testing is how we find out where we're at. But you need to realise that trying and testing doesn't mean fucking your knee up again. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be very aware of that and realise that and remember that, A, how much damage you've done probably done to the knee yeah. um, and how big an how big an issue it is having one leg. Like, how yeah. much of a pain in the ass was it wandering around on crutches? Crutches. I hated it. I oh. hated it. My bum cheek was smaller than the other side as well. Oh, man, you have one bum cheek that literally feels like it's like swollen <laughs> at all times. It's like a fucking... <laughs> Honestly, it's brutal. It's like a blimp. <laughs> and your butt's big enough. I, mean, I can't say I know, much. My butt's one. big enough too. But gee whiz. It, literally, you would get um, home and you'd be like, my ass cheek is like so tired. It's been doing yeah. everything for the whole day. And then obviously your forearms look like you'd been... Well, oh, back to wanking. Back to wanking. <laughs> forearms, like, forearms, like vascular forearms. Because they're holding on the crutches. But... Yeah. Oh dear. Um, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to any injury, it is an inflammatory response in the body. That's why you've got the pain that you have. So you do really need to be mindful of what movements you put it through uh, to not aggravate it further. So yeah, and I think the biggest one that I always work with, and going back to playing football after having my knee injury and stuff, was loads of ice um, and prehabbing. So I have as much as everybody uh, um, hates them. I've got a tens machine. Um, which I found very, very helpful with helping getting the contractions around the muscle when I couldn't actually put the muscle through a range of movement. Um, I found it, I find it very relaxing to help release the muscle. Uh, but also things like I got a couple of knee sleeves that are that I can put ice packs in. So keeping things cool, especially obviously with the inflammation side and stuff, it just makes it makes that kind of rehab and thought process a much better, much better way to think about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's us at the end of the questions. Um, yes. We will hopefully be doing this weekly. So yes. we need, we'll need to start putting up um, more question posts. So please yeah. jump in. Um, you can message us them. Um, you are, what's your Instagram handle? Shred with Shona. Shred with Shona. I am Andy at ESG Fitness. Um, and you've been listening to the highly caffeinated fitness weigh-in. Oh, you got it. <laughs> I didn't need to phone. it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you, Shona. And Thank we shall see you next week.